Hey. Don't ever let somebody tell you you can't do something. Not even me. All right? All right. You got a dream? You got to protect it. People can't do something themselves. They want to tell you you can't do it. You want something, go get it. Period. something go get it period protect your dream those were the wise words of will smith from the banger of a movie the pursuit of happiness and that ties in so nicely to our podcast today because we talked to a brilliant individual greg shields from cashed out the front man the entrepreneur Mr. Hustle himself. I guarantee you this. He's got a dream and he's protecting that dream. And we're going to hear about it. Talking to Greg. All right. That's the first half of our podcast. We're going to jump into a nice little interview with the lead man of Cashed Out, Mr. Greg. One of the dopest bands out there. The second half. If you get through this interview, the second half of this podcast. Man. Evan Yarmo and myself are going to review all of the new reggae rock music that dropped the last Friday. And we're going to talk about reggae rock news. So if you'd like to uh, see what's out there, if you'd like to stay in tune, you know, if you like being in the loop, we're going to keep you in the loop. We're going to get you looped up, man. So stick around for the second half. But if you're here for Greg, say no more. We got you. Here's our boy, Greg. Booyaka. Shep. 
Yo, 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 it's your boy JB with Reggae360. This is our podcast for the vibes. Okay, this is episode eight of season two, and it's going to be a hell of an episode. I'm here sitting with my boy Evan, a.k.a. the podcast god, a.k.a. the only Scandinavian French Canadian at the Palladium, a.k.a. Mr. PBR, a.k.a. Mr. Snooze is cooler than Jules himself, Evan Yarmo. Evan, what up, dude? JB, I am fantastic. Today's a great day. Damn, dude, you sound fantastic. Thanks. What have you been doing? You've been doing something different in your morning routine, man? You're glowing right now, dude. You're Um, fucking, you're on a 10. Thank you, man. That's that's fantastic to Dude, hear. That's like that's how I like to start this podcast. But Evan, let me tell you something. Aside from my glowing fucking positivity, there's another reason why I'm stoked, man. I'm stoked because we are being joined by an even more special individual. Okay, he is known as the Young Hustler, aka the Grit Don't Quit, aka Gotta Grind to Shine, Gotta Work to Eat, aka the Man with the Golden Pipes and the Mind of a Reggae Rock, Marcus Lemonis, the Irie Mark Cuban, the Rastafari Elon. Musk, the man behind one of the hottest, fastest rising bands from the Sunshine State, a man that's taken his boys cast out to a level of national fame and stardom, and he's only touching the tip of the iceberg. That's right, just the tip. Mr. Greg Shields. Greg, what's up, dude? That was the best intro I've ever gotten. <laughs> yes dude mission accomplished man you deserve it greg you deserve a hell of an intro man that's for damn sure thank you so much sure man and uh just to let the people know greg if they don't know you are the lead singer of the band cashed out one of reggae 360's personal favorite bands tell the people greg what are you up to right now man paint a picture where you at what are you doing what's going on in life we are chilling in like Redondo Beach, California, posted up writing songs and playing shows. We got One Love Music Fest coming up and we're just gearing up for that. That'll be this weekend. And then we drive all the way to Boston to start the Pepper Tour. Yeah, dude, coming out our way, man. I tell you what. Evan and I are going to be at that show in Boston, but you said something that's a little bit bigger than that show in Boston, man. It's one of the biggest reggae events, reggae rock events of the year, and that's One Love. Tell me, man, that's funny. We actually we talked to Mike Pinto last week, and he was telling us kind of the preparation for that event. I know he was super stoked to get out there. I'm curious, from your perspective, Greg, what is the best part of that? Are you like looking forward most to those songs on stage where you're just crushing it and you're feeling the vibe from the audience are you looking forward to like hanging out with everybody afterwards or just like what 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 are you super stoked about getting into that uh that festival man well our, our set is only like 30 minutes of it and i'm gonna be there the whole weekend so it's really about just getting out and meeting everyone and i'm gonna be all up in that just <laughs> <laughs> making myself making my presence known so that i could talk to every single person there Dude, that's awesome that's that's really the the part that i look forward to in in any festival that's kind of our thing is we we get out and make friends because we traveled all the way across the country to do that so uh we gotta make it make it worth it hell yeah man no, that's so cool from from my perspective as a fan of music. Every show that I've gone to where I've got to like, 
you know, meet the artist, talk to them, you know, when they make themselves accessible, that's like one of the coolest things. So, um, that's pretty dope that you guys make a point to do that and make those connections. I'm sure that definitely, um, brings some interesting adventures with it. Just getting out there and mixing it up with the fans. That's, uh, that's dope, man. Well, we, we meet our new, uh, you know, a, a new fan is a potentially a fan for life, you know, yeah. and a friend for life. And we, that's where we, you know, when we when we travel across the country on any tour, we'll end up coming and crashing in their living room. You know, it's it's just a, it's that's that's a part of the community that we love and just being all up in it and uh, sharing what we do with uh, with the people. And we're very grateful to have the the friends and fans that we do, and uh, we just like to make more of them. So that's why we're always out, always hitting it taking any show that we can that makes sense at least dude i respect that big time and anyone that's listening to this you guys heard it here first you better get out to one love and meet greg because there's a chance he could be crashing on your couch all right if you're so lucky (laughs) you never know we'll be we'll be uh using all your toilet paper and smoking all your weed in no time (laughs) i mean (laughs) maybe if you guys play a couple live sets dude i feel like that will balance out that'd be well worth it all right. Yeah, yeah, um, we, we try to we try to give back too. You know? It's not <laughs> it's not all just a take a takeaway. Hell yeah, man! I like that, man. That's uh, that's definitely the way to do it. And and talking about getting out there and touring and crashing on people's couches and shit like that, man. You touched on it a little bit earlier. You guys have a pretty dope tour in the works right now, kicking off next week in Boston, and that's with Pepper. And the, I think the Elevators are doing a bunch of shows with you guys too. That's a that's fire. Correct tour dude yeah we're stoked uh we've we toured with pepper on our first tour about three or so years ago and that was amazing and we're doing it again and and we're just stoked to have it come around full circle at, at the time we had just signed with pepper's label you know law records Shout out and Law Records. So now we get at that at that time we didn't have an album out yet, uh, so people were just they would just have to go home and hopefully check out the the album like a few months later. So now it's going to be a whole different experience because people can sing songs back to us, and at least some people will know who we are, and the ones that don't are going to find out. So, you goddamn right, so, they're going to find out, dude. I like it. I mean, Greg, that's uh, that's pretty awesome. That before you guys even put your first album out, an album or a, a record label like Law Records actually connected with you guys. Do you have a connection with somebody involved with that? And that's kind of how that came to be, or did they just hear your music and really believe in you guys? Or, uh, yeah, it was a a little bit of both of that. Um, I had co-written an album with Ballyhoo uh, that Law Records had released. It was called Daydreams. Fire and, album. Yeah, it, it turned out really, really good. And um, when I saw what the label was doing with Ballyhoo and for Ballyhoo, uh, I was very intrigued. And I wasn't even, I, I didn't even have a band at the time. And I wasn't really like, that was my first attempt at writing anything remotely close to reggae, even though that's more like, it's, it's got a lot of rock on there, but there's a lot of reggae and ska influence on there. And uh, 
I just knew that if that could do what it was doing, that maybe I had a chance. And if I could get get our album in the hands of of the label, then I could use that as uh, as bait, if you will, you know, and see if they would take it. And um, they actually didn't take it. Take the first attempt that we had sent to them, which I don't blame them. You know, it may not have been the right time or the right product. But then we sat down and we made this full-length album. It's called The Hookup. And Ballyhoo went on tour, on the Warp Tour, with um, a whole bunch of bands, really. There's like 70 bands on there. But only a few of them were like in the vein of like reggae and ska. So you had like Less Than Jake and Real Big Fish and Pepper and Ballyhoo and maybe a couple others. And so I knew that that was who I needed to make friends with. So um, I offered to come help sell the CD on the Warp Tour uh, for Ballyhoo. And I figured that at some point during that two months that I would get a chance to sit down with Pepper and pitch him the album. And I was right. And thank God they liked it. And here we are, <laughs> two albums later. Dude, see, that's why in your intro, I called you the reggae rock Marcus Limonis because you got the mind of a hustler, damn it, dude. That's awesome. You, uh, yeah, I kind of like to uh, envision what could happen and and then just go make it happen. You know, if it's like if there's the slightest chance and that, you know, maybe you only get one shot at it. It's kind of like in, like in film when they do like the, oh, we can only do one try at this. And we have to nail it. Like. It's that kind of rush. Lights, know, camera, like action, baby. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. I like it, man. That's uh, It's funny because that's like a common theme with a lot of people we talk to. And most of the people that we talk to have had some level of success to get to a scale where they're you know nationally known. You guys have done that. And they all have that kind of similar mindset of being just advantageous and going for your dream and just kind of just going for it, man. Going on a whim um, and chasing that dream. It's about being all in, really. If if you're if you're already all in, then like, what do you got to lose? Because you already put every. I mean, you could lose everything, but like, how bad off are you going to be? You know, if you're giving everything already, then you don't really have it to lose. It's just there, wherever you put it. So, we just kind of, <clears throat> you know, just give it our all. And so far, that that plan has worked really well. So I'm I'm stoked. It's really a but it, you know it's not just me. It's the the guys I got in my band. There, it's a huge part of it. Uh, everybody has to be on the same page and and have that same level of dedication. And I really lucked out with the guys that I got. Give them a shout out, man. Give the people a quick rundown of the guys in your band. Well, we have Marshall on drums. We have Jackson on guitar. Joey on bass. Nick on keys, our sound guy Joe has been our sound guy since like day one. Um, and then we usually travel around with our guys at Second Mile Media, uh, taking care of our content. And, um, you know, just making making sure we're always got something to put out on the internet, Hell which yeah. is a huge a huge uh, step up for us. Hell yeah, man! You gotta get the content out there. Sounds like you gotta. 
a good squad. And Greg, going back to something you said earlier when you were talking about being all in and just kind of going for it. Um, one of your videos, one of your songs that I really, really, really fuck with. In fact, we played it at the beginning of this is good at getting by. And I feel like that song to me embodies the mentality of like, you know what? I have a dream in my mind. I'm chasing it. Everything else, I'm just going to make it work somehow. And it's, it's a vibe, man. It's like a, it's a pretty inspirational song depending on how you look at it. Can you talk about that? I mean, was that what you were going for? Like, is that just maybe yeah. a Florida mentality? Yeah. Like, talk about that song, man. I'm I'm glad that that comes across that way because that is pretty much exactly what we were trying to do. Um, you know, we just we don't make a ton of money. We our our business makes money, but we as individuals take the hit because of that. Because there's a cost of operations that as you get bigger and do more things more often, uh, that that bill becomes higher and higher and we just do it. And, you know, what we get out of it is not a, not a ton individually and you got to do it because you love to do it. And all all that'll change, you know, as we progress and get bigger. But for right now it's, it's, it's a struggle and a hustle and it's just something that we're, we're kind of, addicted to at this point when you go out there and people are singing those songs back to you in a state that you've maybe been to i don't know three times and you know we do a do a headliner on the other side of the country and there's at least a few hundred people singing it all back to you i mean that means more to us than anything and it's not about the money and we're just good at making it work (laughs) that's pretty much how that how that song came about and we also collaborated with uh, not so much lyrically but instrumentally we collaborated with dave from dirty heads and his uh, production partner jungle josh and uh i really love how that song came out oh yeah yeah no dave and jungle josh they've actually come up a few times on this podcast i think we were talking with uh joe sambo recently and, and he mentioned those guys and um, they seem to be doing a lot in the scene. And, and uh, it's funny that a song that, that I just gravitated towards, um, those guys had a hand in, and that's definitely a banger, man. And you've got quite a few bangers on that that album, um, Undercover. You guys dropped that in 2019. I would imagine you're going to see some people singing to a lot of those songs in this upcoming tour. Um can you can you talk about that album, man? I know I thought I saw an IG. You said that you guys have been working on it for two years. Can you talk about like the reception, the the effort that went into that, and kind of how you feel about it as you look back on that work that you dropped on the people? Yeah, I mean we we it usually takes us about a year and a half to two years to make an album properly. Um, anybody can just whip something up and throw it out there, but we like to take our time and, you know, go through the process of elimination and, and, um, you know, re-record stuff if we have to. And, um, it just, we don't get it because we've been touring since we, like, since that pepper, that first pepper tour, we haven't really stopped touring. We're on tour about seven months out of the year, I think. And there's not a whole lot of time to live here domestic life as i call it uh when you're home and then be creative so that's kind of why we're out here on this one 
getting a, he- a huge head start on the writing process. Um, but that for undercover, we were we were running around all over the place at different <laughs> studios and um, just it, I wasn't even present for a lot of the sessions for the instrumentation, so I would be hearing things um, for the first time, like as I was recording the vocals. And it was it was cool in a sense, and it's also like not ideal um, for me. I kind of like to be a little bit more involved throughout the whole thing, but time and scheduling did not allow for that. So, um, but we we made it happen in the time frame that we needed it to. Um, but it it does like kind of bog down your creativity when you're looking at a deadline and trying to get an entire album done. So we're very happy with the way that it came together. Uh, Paul Leary, who is the guitarist of the Butthole Surfers, and he also nice. like mixed and produced a lot of Sublime stuff. He's uh, he's the one who mixed it, and he was really the glue that kind of brought it all together. And I'm very very happy with the mix and the overall album. I had to like step away from it after giving a whole bunch of mix notes a bunch of times. And I stepped away for about a month, and then when I came back, I was just in love with it. And that's a good feeling, because it could have gone the other way. You know? <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, you, um, weren't, you but, weren't alone, man. A lot of people fell in love with that album. Um, and that's interesting to know that there's a connection between that album and the Butthole Surfers, dude. That's, yeah. that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I, I had met Paul um, in a in a Ballyhoo session um, in Texas and we were, we were recording the girls album and, um, it was just super cool to be able to work alongside of him. And I'll never forget the day he like handed me the, the button for the talk back so I could produce the vocals. And, uh, he was just like, welcome aboard. And I was like, wow, that's so cool. Paul Leary said, welcome aboard to me. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Um, but he's he's a legend, and he uh, does a great job, and it was really cool of him to take on our project because he really didn't have to, but I'm glad that he, he chose to do that. Hell yeah, man. That's uh, that's awesome. That's awesome that that came to fruition. And, and Greg, uh, w- one thing about you, man, in, in doing a little bit of research leading up to this podcast is – You've, in addition to being the lead singer of Cashed Out, you also kind of have your own brand. Uh, Greg makes music, you know, on Instagram, gregmakesmusic.com. Um, you, you do have kind of this like personal brand too. And, and I noticed on gregmakesmusic.com, you know, you offer these different services, helping artists with, you know, melody, lyrics, vocal coaching, you know, studios, entertainment, artist development. You kind of have this like, broad range of, of different things that you do. And it seems to me like the vibe that I get is you're looking on your site, you're kind of looking for other talented people to link up with and, and possibly collaborate with. Like, can you talk about maybe your vision um, for, for kind of what you're trying to do in the music scene outside of cash out? If, unless maybe there's some crossover there, I'm not sure, but um, yeah, well, basically I started doing that before I even had, cashed out i was um i had opened a studio and then i had closed the studio uh, because the overhead was ridiculous and then as as time 
um, moved on, you know, the, the recording process, you could, you could do that with, you know, a bedroom setup as you, you can see now with, what's that guy Phineas who's doing Billy Eilish and, um, you know, everybody's talking about his bedroom studio. Well, that's, that's because it's very possible and it didn't make sense for me anymore to, uh, pay for the overhead of a studio and I wasn't <clears throat> I wasn't out on tour like I wanted to be so I decided to just close the doors of my studio and work remotely and work with anybody that I could uh, in other studios and the services that I offer are pretty much lyric and melody based that's where we start because everything starts with a good song and if you don't have good lyrics and melody something that people can cling to then you you're wasting your time in my opinion and so i start there and then if we end up with a good product then if i have the connection to you know give it some legs then i'll i'll try to pitch it to my people um just so i can see it grow and that it's worked for well, I mean, really, that the whole Ballyhoo thing, I their team was already put together, and I got brought on to it. Um, but um, there's artists like um, Vonalia. I don't know if you know who she is, but she's, oh, yeah. she's, she's been on this podcast actually. Uh, oh yeah. yeah, so you know. She's um, Nick, Nick and I, Nick, my keyboardist, or not my keyboard, our keyboardist. Um, he and I um, produced and co-wrote uh, most of her songs, um, and then we've done that for uh, numerous artists. I'm trying to think of them all now, but I can't. <laughs> I'm having a brain fart. Um, there's Vonalia, there's uh, Serenation, uh, who we got also signed to Law. Um, they're from Florida and, too, right? Serenation? Yeah, yeah, they're from St. Pete. Oh, yeah. Um, and kind of helped get them off the ground. And then since then, they've toured with like Sublime with Rome. I think they're about to go out with Catastro. And it's cool to see, you know, see the work that we put in get, you know, get appreciated by the industry and fans alike. And that's really, that's really what I'm trying to, trying to build is just not so much a, I don't want to call it an empire because it's really it's not like super fruitful or anything but it's it's very cool to to make a make a product and have it not just sit in an email somewhere you know it's when when an act can actually get out there and continue touring and make a career off of it uh, that's what i like to do i like to be a part of that from the get-go and then eventually those artists will come back and continue to write with me and uh let me be a part of their success hell yeah and uh that's that's pretty much where that whole where my website came about was just trying to i, I was building cashed out but we still had like a, a ways to go before any touring would happen and you know it all takes time even when you sign to the label and and you have all those cool things going on it it takes months of preparation and you're still sitting around for a while. So I don't like to stay stagnant. I'd rather write with people and create more music. 
and it keeps me me on my toes uh, creatively as well. Oh yeah. So I'm not writing the same stuff over and over, you know. No, that's um, that's awesome, and that's interesting too. It sounds like you are influencing a lot of other artists and collaborating, and you have your fingerprints are are on a lot of other really uh, dope projects and dope music. Which, if you think about it, man, you're literally influencing the the future of of reggae rock music, this genre, by impacting all these different people and kind of spreading your, um, you know, your your talent and and your style and and that's awesome, man. I, I really that's that's what we need. We need people like you to kind of build that network and grow that scene and kind of be responsible for uh, what the future holds for us, man. So um, I respect that, man. And and uh, actually. You mentioned Serenation, and I know you guys are from Florida, and it just got me thinking, man. That that Florida scene down there, that reggae f- scene in Florida, it's it's booming, man. You've got bands like Article Sound System, the Super Villains. You mentioned Serenation, Tribe Zion is one that I recently got put onto, and I really like what they're doing. Can you talk yeah, about the, the the reggae scene in Florida, like you know? What like what is it? How would you describe it? Like if we have listeners from the East Coast, from California, from all over the place, man, maybe they don't really know what Florida's about. Uh, let well, them know, man. It's how I. It's really how I came up. Is the when I was doing, I did the Ballyhoo record, and then that led to this band, a couple bands down there, Kaya Vibe, which is since dissolved, unfortunately, but and that led to Resonated and uh a bunch more and there's there's a lot of 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 bands that are i call them local because they they don't quite get a chance to get out as much as maybe we do um but they still you know they still are hacking at it and and still trying it's just on the west coast you have a whole different scene in a market and you can be the West Coast bands all have an opportunity to be friends with each other, and reggae is a lot bigger over, in, you know, over here in California. And so you, ha- what happens is, is you have a bunch of East Coast bands that uh, are only appealing to the West Coast bands when they're coming east. Um, but the tours start in California, so they'll pick their their friends and they'll take their friends out or bands who have been hustling over in, in Cali, but that's clear across the other side of the country, you know? So the Florida bands, I feel like don't get, or just the East coast bands in general. I'm mean, who's me to, uh, oh, there's, there's a lot of actually really good East coast bands in general. You have, you have Ballyhoo, you have Tropodelic, Bumpin' Uglies, um, you know, the whole Northeast um, section of the country, and they, they hold it down really well. And it's a short, it's a much shorter drive um, to get from those states down to Florida than it is for driving out on the West Coast and going to a new state. California is huge. You could spend years just touring California alone, oh, yeah. but you have to get out to those other states. And I think that the East coast bands coming down to Florida and, you know, Ballyhoo might as well live in Florida. They're always there. Uh, cause it's only, you know, 18 hours away from Maryland. And, uh, 
it's just uh it's its own little family over there and i'm grateful to know a lot of those bands and see them hustling and seeing them succeed and a lot of them are starting to get over to the west coast and get some notoriety and that's really cool uh because they don't i feel like they don't they just don't get enough love you know but there's really good talent over there we have we're surrounded by beaches so it it reggae is very well accepted you have venues like janice live and st pete that are just that's like one of the coolest places to play in the country if not the coolest uh and it's just uh it's a whole different vibe over there and i wish they would they would collaborate more i wish the east coast bands and west coast bands would collaborate more um but until then we just have to keep deadheading over to California <laughs> and back every time we start and end a tour. Hell yeah, man. So we can we can keep our heads in the game. For sure. And I wish that, that the Florida bands were a little more capable of doing that as well. It's not an easy thing. I mean, like I said, we're I mean, dude, we're pretty crazy for doing what we do. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm sure the the bands that are more local to Florida are looking at us like, Jesus, what are they doing? Um, but we're doing it and I recommend they do it too. Oh yeah. And some of them do, some of them don't. Von Alia just moved out to, from New York to California. That's dope. Um, so she made, she made the, the trek and, uh, hopefully Florida and the East coast becomes just as, as, uh, as a big, just as much of a big deal as California is to the whole scene. Oh, for sure. I, I definitely see that um, in the future. No disrespect to California, but, you know, there's all these, these like pockets of reggae music like up here, you know, with the elevators, Joe Sambo over the bridge. Um, you know, actually speaking of a band that moved out to California, the best uh, did that. And then there's like a pocket in the Carolinas uh, with Treehouse and, and um, you know, there's a. Uh, sun-dried vibes and there's just a lot of really good music coming from there then you got florida you got texas man texas is big for reggae music right now and i think california is taking notice in a good way you know and i think that um you know people are starting to take those tours across the country so bands from cali are coming out of here getting noticed bands from here are going out there getting noticed and uh, it's just a beautiful thing, man. It's what this scene needs uh, to keep growing and to keep thriving and to get bigger and bigger every year because um, we got the best music, man. Reggae rock is the best, most positive, best music. So that's pretty dope to to see you kind of setting trends like that, Greg. Um, much respect. Yeah, I mean, I, and I, maybe it's – I'm sure I'm not the originator of it or anything. I'm just trying to get – you know, just trying to get out there and and do what we do what we do best. And I somebody told me a long time ago that it's like when we didn't have a booking agent, they're like, "There's no reason for you to leave Florida right now." And they were right. Like Florida's huge. In fact, I want to say it was Dom from the Supervillains um, who told me that. And we had a lot of Florida touring to do and what ended up happening was we built a following in Florida. So then we were the draw in Florida, uh, for, you know, or not the draw, but like a good looking draw so that the Cali bands would 
come over and ask us to play on their shows and um and then then they decided to take us on tour you know and and all of a sudden everything just kept happening for us and the agent came and the management came and it just all kind of clicked um but and i think that's why a lot of those bands stay over on the east coast is there it's a it is a trek and if you've never been to california and you don't have a good opportunity to go you don't want to just go out there and play some bar you know to nobody you need to be on a good bill and the only ironically the only way to get on that kind of a bill is to stay put and draw people in your hometown so that those bands just like what you do over there and don't mind bringing you to their neck of the woods hell yeah hell yeah man that uh it is it is one of those interesting things it seems like where you know it's like all right well if you want a booking agent you got to show some uh some success but to get success you need a booking agent it's like you know what comes first yeah. man so um a lot of catch 22s going on in the industry you got to have a management or management wants to see an agent agent wants to see management both of them want to see a label the label wants to see that you have uh, an agent in management. You know? <laughs> so it's like, well, how can we all agree here that we're going to do the same thing? I don't know. And yeah. really, if you're just making, if you're, what it really boils down to is the promoters. You got to, if you don't have an agent, then your promoter is your best friend. And you got to give them what they want, which is tickets sold and heads in the door. And that's what we've we founded our band off of that basically we um i don't know if you're familiar with duderman productions but he's like the talent buyer in florida and the main the guy promoting a lot of the the shows that we wanted and i already knew that before we even started the band so we we decided to join his street team so that we could see what shows were coming before the general public and we would hopefully be able to get on them and uh that worked very well and we would get out on the streets and sell tickets even like two hours away we just jump out of a minivan and hustle tickets to anybody that we saw that looked like they might come to a reggae show dude that's awesome greg i've got a question for you that is completely off subject but it, it popped into my mind okay you and your band seem like very fun individuals, like guys that just like to have a good time. You also come across as, especially now talking to you, come across as very focused and intentional with the things that you do. But considering that you are a rock star and you travel this country playing music, do you, how do you balance? Like, I imagine in my head, just like partying hard, getting after it, getting getting out there and getting, you know, just, I, I don't know. I would rip it up if it were me. That's me personally. But I'm curious, like when you go out on these tours or when you're out doing your thing, like, do you have to balance like partying and ripping it up and just getting after it versus like staying focused and staying kind of keeping your mind on your business or, or like, how do you find that balance? I guess like, how does that work out? Or I don't know, maybe you do rip it up everywhere you go. I don't know, but I'm just it's, curious. Uh, it definitely is a balance. And I think a lot of people, uh, that's just really within yourself, just like anything as far as even like dieting, you know, 
sometimes you go for the dessert sometimes you don't <laughs> and it has its repercussions if you do or if you don't um and i think that i mean as far as partying we don't really we're like grandmas man we don't really we, we hardly drink we have alcohol on our rider but it takes us forever to go through it and it mo- mostly because we all have to drive like yeah. we have we have a a lot of times we're we're following a, a tour bus and a tour bus doesn't have to stop as many times as we do and they can drive through the night and the band on that tour bus will be sleeping but we don't get that luxury we have to we have to rotate drivers and um, make sure that we're there on time and we have to make a lot more stops to pee and to get gas and all that so it's uh we kind of have a responsibility and you, you know you every now and then you decide you want to party like in at a festival i'm sure at one love i'm gonna be the highest person there you know? <laughs> <laughs> uh is but i can still do my job and and do that and luckily like a lot of it is based around weed so yeah. that that's i'm still able to function that way but if this was like a an alcohol-based band i'd probably be in trouble uh, <laughs> yeah you don't get hung and over there's, weed. <laughs> there's people like you know like i don't know how there's some bands that just wake up and and party and they don't stop and it's kind of built into their routine it's really just a matter of like what works for you and what keeps you going and a lot of people will start off that way and then realize halfway through a tour that it's really holding them back and then they make decisions that's all about the the journey and the struggle and yeah it could, you know we 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 just like to enjoy ourselves and you can't really enjoy yourself if you're throwing up exactly yeah no it's <laughs> like I mean, some people might enjoy that yeah, but Evan. i would say most people don't <laughs> Yeah, 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 you know, and it, it, I'm not saying we won't we won't get down. Sometimes it's just a just a matter of uh, what our responsibilities are and how soon we need to load out oh, or yeah. load in, and um, that's not easy to do when you're hungover and and just feeling like crap. And a lot of times, the food that we are the only food we're able to eat will make us feel bad enough. So adding <laughs> alcohol to the situation isn't the greatest. Yeah. I guess it's like everyone else and, you know, like people in their normal day jobs, man, like people got to get up and get after it. They can't be walking around hung over. But, um, I like the analogy you, uh, you put about the dessert, man. That makes a lot of sense to me as someone that likes to indulge in dessert. Probably a yeah, little bit more I do that too. Shit, but, That's been a hard know. one for me on this one. I'm trying to ignore the desserts, but yeah, I got one waiting for me right now. It's <laughs> oh boy. I'm gonna indulge. Oh, shit. But, you know, it's just <laughs> you you pick and choose your battles and um some of them are worth fighting and some of them are not and you know it's it's just a matter of how you feel literally that day. And a couple of guys don't drink or smoke at all and they just stay sober and we respect that too. And so we, we used to smoke in the van. We don't anymore. Um, and, you know, try not to fog out the community area. <laughs> um, so it's just, uh, 
it's just a balance and eventually like but if i drank it every opportunity that i had i wouldn't have a liver anymore yeah you, know? you need that you kind of need that too. <laughs> yeah. um yeah man that's uh that's that's wild well it seems like first of all greg you're a wise dude you're very i can just tell by talking to you man you're you're a very wise individual in the way you think about things you're very intentional i respect that um i appreciate it yeah man i'm curious let the people know greg let the cashed out fans know what do they have to look forward to in 2020 aside from banging that album on repeat and getting stoked about this pepper tour that's starting next tuesday on the 11th what what else what else do fans have to look forward to uh for 2020 I mean, I would just say, I mean, new music for sure, because like we're out here writing some, so we're not going to stop doing that. We always, always are turning out something new, um, and we try to keep our fans on their toes a little bit. Um, touring, for sure. I can't really say like what we have in the works, but we're definitely planning on staying out. Um, because we we like to strike while the iron is hot, and that shit is hot right now. <laughs> so, um, oh, yeah. We're uh, we're gonna keep that momentum, and uh, that's that's basically you know just typical stuff that you would expect from a band. It's just new new tunes and and new shows, um, perhaps some longer sets. Um, so we could showcase a little bit more stuff. Um, and I really, I mean, that's it. That's kind of all we do is just play shows and write songs. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. Well, I, I, I mean, that's a formula, man. And that's, that's what you guys do best. And really that's all you should be doing, man. And that's what we need. And you know what, man, the stock of cashed out just is rising, is rising, man. So like you said, strike while the iron's hot, man. That shit is hot as shit. So um, yeah. I'm stoked to see, you know, what, what 2020 holds. And I'm definitely going to catch you guys on this tour with Pepper. You know, can't wait to see what else unravels this year. And just, man, just talking to you. I know you got some in the works, man. I know you're cooking something up. <laughs> you, you know, you just, you seem like uh, you're, you're always thinking um, and moving forward. And, and uh, you know, people... Fans of Cashed Out love Cashed Out, man. Like, you guys really, really great. We love them right back. Fuck yeah, dude. Hell yeah. I like that. I feel that, man. So, Greg, you, you've you been so graceful, man, and just giving us your time and talking with us, and it's been very cool to just understand your, I don't know, your mindset a little bit more, learn a little bit more about Cashed Out and, you know, how things came to be. And, man, I'm just fucking stoked Evan are you stoked I am stoked <laughs> we're stoked yes. that uh, you guys are having us on and and even the the love from the the album of the year yes um, you know we we got we're put up against a hard one it's not easy to beat stick figure which is why we we didn't and I didn't expect to but just going through and reading the love that people had for us was just enough for us it was very heartwarming and, and we were very stoked to even be in the running yeah man i mean you yeah you guys got 
a ton of positive feedback and it, it was so the 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 matchups were were random and that is tough man like stick figure went on to win the whole thing that just got announced so you know that's like it, it just it just happened to work out that way and stick figure is so big and they've been you know just i mean stick figure is just massive but i think like dude your fans rode for you guys man they definitely represented for cashed out and you guys obviously um i think cruised through your you know the first round and that's when you you ran into stick figure which is uh you know again they won the whole thing i'm curious greg this is just something that's been on my mind that i was curious to pick your brain on so you know i know kind of like you know how this contest came about what it was meant to do you know it was meant to spread good vibes and expose people to new music and it's really done that man there's a lot of people that have said like oh they listen to this album there's you know and anyone that's been voting in the contest they they listen to everyone's music and it's just a great way to have fans interact with music i i did notice that there was like a couple people that were saying like uh music is not a competition right and and I understand that in the sense that, like, as a musician, that's your art. It's not meant to be, like, judged. But at the same time, an album of the year contest is all relying on fans voting. So I'm just curious, like, from an artist perspective, looking at that, like, w- like how do you guys perceive a, a, a fan-driven album of the year contest while there's, while like, where there's, like, voting and fans are able to comment? And, like, how do you guys perceive that, I guess? Maybe that's a loaded question. I'm just curious, man. It's no, it's it's really cool to see the way that people will interact and knowing that, like, to make an educated decision, they have to listen to the album um, or at least have listened. Uh, so it's a great way to raise awareness of bands that maybe other people hadn't heard before, um, and then also to to kind of like you know you take a smaller band. You, you know, take that last round, for example. We are a relatively smaller band compared to Stick Figure. And maybe somebody who hadn't heard of us before might think of us as a bigger band than we are just from being compared to them, you know? Um, and it, I think we take that into account and... Um, you know, the exposure to new people and, you know, they, they share that on their pages and that gets exposed to more new people. And I think it's just a, it's a cool thing and it's not a competition. You know, we're all here doing the same stuff, but there is, it is competitive, just like anything, you know, you have brands that compete against each other and that's essentially what these things are, you know, Coke and Pepsi are brands and drinking soda is not a competition but they have competitors you know so i we don't we don't look at it as like you know super competitive but when you're all after the same lineups on the on the festivals and uh on the tours and stuff like that you know it there is a sense of competition so it was easy to to swallow i guess if that makes sense absolutely dude that's 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 an interesting perspective it is that there's always that balance man and it seems like that's been a theme of this conversation is 
is balance, you know, finding, finding the balance and, you know, the way you do anything and, and God damn, that's like, that was a good answer, man. That was, I was very interested to hear your perspective and really, you know, anything Reggae 360 does, whether it's the album of the year contest, this podcast, any of the write-ups that we do, the interviews, the conversations, the promoting, the management, it's all meant to spread positive vibes and, and positive music. And that's really the core of reggae music is. So, um, definitely I was stoked to see how you guys did that competition. And I thought your album was absolutely fire. It was one of my personal favorites. And, and, uh, I think anyone that was in that competition was just absolutely dope. There were a lot of really dope albums that weren't because frankly, you know, there are only 16 slots, but, um, I don't know, man. I, I think, I, I think the mindset that you have, man, is very inspirational and it's no wonder that you guys have had a ton of success and it's no wonder that you guys are just gaining momentum and you know i can't wait to see you guys play man on tuesday honestly i'm pumped for that i think you know boston's gonna come out for you guys and you got a nice venue at the the paradise um so yeah man i guess greg on that note we can let you get back to doing your thing i know you said you got some dessert waiting for you we don't want to stand between the man and his dessert so you know <laughs> we won't let you get to that but God damn, Greg! Thanks for uh, thanks for catching up with us, man. And and anything we can do for you along this path, man, let us know. Reggae DCZ is here for you. Hey, you're already doing out. it. Oh shit! Hell yeah, man. Well, hey, then then I've done my part today, man. But we'll there see. Uh, we'll <laughs> see what the future holds, brother. Well, good luck and one love, man. Crush it! I'll be a fucking blast. And uh, you know when you come out to. Uh, to New England, man. If you need anything, man, let us know. We got you covered, dude. I appreciate it, and thank you for having me and and letting me, uh, you know, tell my story a little bit. And uh, I appreciate what you guys do, and and uh, we'll see you guys soon. Hell yeah, brother! I like it, man. Big up, Greg. Peace and and safe travels, brother. Yeah, buddy. Please. We'll see you soon. Yes, sir. What just a delightful individual Greg is. Have would you say that's a, a fair assessment? Talented, talented guy, Greg. Not not you. Although you're you're, you're talented yelling well. at me right now. Well, you know, man, get with it, man. We're moving at the speed of light here, baby. You gotta you gotta keep up. All right, I'm up. Are yeah, you ready? Are. I'm dude. I'm always ready. 
Okay. Greg was fantastic. Dude, Greg is a man. The yeah. man, dude. It's it's so funny and just awesome having that in this podcast, man. We get to talk to some of our favorite bands, bands that you see rising. And then you talk to the people from the band and you're like, oh, now I understand why. Now I see the engine in the machine. Now I understand why Cashed Out has been on a meteoric rise, man, because they got somebody like Greg, man, one of the coolest dudes to talk to, but also one of the most motivated, intelligent, business-minded uh, dudes out there on the scene. So um, sounds like he's probably linking up with some fans out at uh, you know Cali Roots right now and doing his damn thing, man, and, and I just respect that. So uh, big up, Greg. Ev, let's let the people know, man. We talked about it a little bit at the beginning of the episode, but what are people going to get out of this here second half of the podcast? You've gone through half the podcast. You've made it through. You're here now. Now we give you music, the music that came out last week that we'll play a snippet of, give you our take on it. And really, it's just here for you to hear some stuff. Maybe you hear a band you never heard before, somebody that you're going to go ahead and look up yourself afterwards. Uh, then after we review Something from all the music that we know of that came out last week. We'll talk about reggae rock news. What's going on? You know, who's working on what? Who's going where? What new shows are happening? And then we'll actually give you, if you're lucky, a positive thought to round it all off. That sound about right, JB? Damn, dude. <laughs> yeah, it definitely did, man. You hit the nail on the head, man. You hit the bullseye, man. You just right down the center, man. Good job. Well done. Congratulations. All right. We might as well jump into this damn thing, Ivan. Okay, I'm in a mood tonight, man. I want to hear some good music. Okay, I need it. Fast and slow, that's how I like it. All right, this here is a song by The Elevators, the single. Fast and slow. Bump that shit. Just beautiful vocals, mellow vibes, meaningful lyrics. It's just vibe city, dude. Just in time for the weather to get a little bit warmer. This is the type of song I'm trying to drink a Corona to. You know what I mean? Maybe throw a lime in there. This is a song to live life to. It's a song to make love to. This song 
might transport you to a spiritual dimension where you work on a coconut stand selling pina coladas on the sandy beaches of Hawaii and Mila Kunis is your concierge, but really you're just trying to avoid Kristen Bell and that twat all this snow so you can write your fucking vampire musical band. This song is a it's a vibe, dude. That's where it took me, Evan. Where did it take you? Johnny, you said Vibe City. Vibe, Vibe City. And you said a lot of other stuff. But look at, look, at, look at the only thing I wrote about this song when we listened to it ahead of the time of recording this podcast. Vibes. Right there, John. <laughs> Damn. Vibes. Next to all those colorful illustrations of um, phallic objects. That's, yeah. Don't look at my doodles. You That's took, not what I pointed at. All right, my bad. But Vibes. That, that song gives me the vibe of like, you know, you're on a boat, you had a drink or two, and... The boat's just swaying, but you're swaying with the motion, and it ain't no thing. It's just another day. You're putting one foot in front of the other. So, like, if you had um, irritable vibe syndrome, like, you might need some medication after that song. That song that song might be all you need if you've got irritable vibe syndrome. What if there's something called the vibe flu that was contagious? Oh, I don't want to catch that. All right. Well, then you better listen to some elevators. Oh, man. That's the only way to prevent getting the vibe flu. Listen to Fast and Slow by the Elevators. Man, I I can't wait to see what 2020 has in store for me for some new Elevators music. Those guys are amazing. Okay. Evan, what we got next, dude? We got a little something interesting next, man. Arise Roots. They bless us with the EP. And now they bless us with a new single. Selecta. roots with that real authentic Jamaican roots vibe that Kingston vibe this is that pure authentic reggae this reggae is uncut it's unfiltered it's raw it's real it's exposed this ain't your grandma's reggae man this is that Jamaican jerk chicken reggae this is that driving through the streets of Jamaica reggae arise roots creating that powerful music bringing the Roots here to Jamaica. And I just, I love this song, man. The, you know, the line, Buju Banton is still a champion. You know, the jails can't hold him, man. It's that spirit. It's that indomitable will. Okay, that we love in reggae music that comes from the people of Jamaica overcoming. You know, and that's what it's all about, man. So this song is, it's a, it's on the essentials. 
playlist. All right, when we put that out, it's on the essentials playlist because it's an the essential essentials. song. What do you think? I enjoyed it. You know, um, I'd love to see these guys live. They're one of the bands that I haven't yet seen live. And actually, I've seen a fair amount of the bands that we're listening to today. Um, but Arise Rootsman, they just seem like they're a lot of fun. Just like you said, real root stuff. I, I went I went and took a look at their website. It says one line. Arise Roots produce quality, high-grade roots reggae music to make you move your feet and feel iry. And that song did that for me. I don't know about you, John. What are some other things that make you feel iry? Uh, waking up in the morning. Okay. Um, bacon. Like like baking or bacon? Bacon. B-A-C-O-N. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, dude. This is probably because you're on that keto diet. Man, you're looking sharp. Man, you're looking real cut, dude. Is this bulking season or what, dude? It's always bulking season. You're damn right it is. Dude, I'll tell you what, man. That was a great assessment. I'd love to see Arise Roots live and i'm so glad that you went to their website man what a <laughs> you sound like you're not happy that i went to their website <laughs> no dude it was a you know i wouldn't have thought to do it but you did and that's why i appreciate you man although you're a bit of a recluse <laughs> i'm not i'm not even talking to you i'm just gonna play the next song Dude, you're a bit of a recluse, Evan. The next song is Recluse by the Reese Brothers. Is it recluse or recluse? It's it's recluse, but you were saying recluse, so I didn't want to <laughs> I didn't want to correct you. Oh, no disrespect. The Reese Brothers, two insanely talented individuals, dropping this single, teasing for the upcoming album. Dancing. The thing's got me moving a little bit, dude. That's a super clean, super well-produced sound right there, dude. It's a tight sound. Trunk tight, you dig? I dig. (laughs) Thank you. Um, (laughs) It's not really... We were talking about this, Evan. It's not really a a, a reggae sound. No, it's got like kind of like a mainstream indie, kind of a poppy vibe to it. Yeah, it's a lot man. of fun though. Yeah, definitely that indie rock kind of. I could see this song on a thousand different playlists, man. There's no limit. It's, these guys had that crossover appeal, and and really, man, they do have like a heavy reggae influence. I've seen them live, 
By the way, I took a friend of mine who's not a reggae fan to a Reese Brothers concert, and he was fucking blown away. He couldn't get over how sick these dudes were, um, just how how great of performers and musicians they are. And damn, that song really just did not disappoint, man. I was I was definitely I love the riffs. I love the Reese Brothers riff, like just nobody else, man. You know, and. Uh, and that's why I really fuck with them, man. And and I like the fact that they're this song, like I said, man, you, I could see this song in a movie. It could be in like a montage. You know? I don't know, man. I, I like it, dude. I really fuck with that song, man. That shit gets me pumped up, dude. I listen to it in the morning and sometimes I just do bicep curls in the mirror. But that's me. I'm weird. I'm a crazy person, man. You know? Um, but for some reason in my life, man, sometimes things... They seem to just kind of, you know, fall into all the right places. Evan, that's that's how you do a segue right there, baby. Educated fools with all the right places with the new single. They've been quiet, man. They've been quiet. And then they had to do it to him, man. They had to do it to us and drop this beautiful single, man. Play that shit. Educated fools doing it to him, man. From September to August. I love Educated Fools lyricism. It seems like the songs that they write, the songs that they put out, all kind of, they just speak to life in some way, man. It's always like, dude, their songs are so kind of well-crafted and just deep, and I love the writing. I love what this band represents. You know, it's a great group of individuals, and anyone that's kind of going through it in life and just trying to figure things out, Maybe you made some mistakes, you know, but maybe you're striving for, you know, success. Just kind of putting it all together. We've all been there. I'm there. I'm nowhere near where I need to be, but I'm definitely proud of where I came. And I'll bump a song like this to just remind me, you know, life is crazy, man. Educated Fools, their music, 
you know, I, I love the the mashup of sounds, man. The way that they play with uh, rhythm and speed and different styles. They've got, you know, rap, man. They've got just, you know, shit that makes you bang your head. <laughs> you know, they got a little bit of everything, man. And and uh, this was a this single put the reggae rock world on alert. Hey, man, Educated Fools is coming for 2020, man. Maryland represent. Evan, what'd you think? Man, shout out Educated Fools, veterans of the podcast. Yeah. We had the opportunity to speak to them before. That song might actually be one of my favorites that they've put out. I think it's got great vibes. It starts out real fun and heavy, and then they break it down. Um, it's got a great positive message, but at the same time, still pe- speaks to the struggles that you go through to get uh, to where things all fall in the right place. I love that. I love that idea of everything coming together. You know what I mean? In, in life, you juggle so many different things. You know, on any given day, there's a hundred different things to be stressed out about, and you know, there's there's all these different variables you can't control, and one thing affects this, and sometimes this is going well, but this isn't. This is falling apart, and this is, you know. But it's like when you take a step back and you look at it. If you're a righteous person, you're doing the right thing, and you're trying your best everything is going to fall into place. And even if you're not, even if sometimes you fuck up and you forgive yourself, whatever, things will fall into place if you just keep that mindset. So, um, shouts out Educated Fools, man, for giving us a nice little theme song. So, what else we got, man? Fourth and Orange. This is a real interesting band. Fourth and Orange. I'm excited about Fourth and Orange. I was just recently put on to Fourth and Orange. And this is a nice little singer, man, in the LBC. Pop that. Pop, pop. Did I say pop that? <laughs> wow. You can always tell when a band has a lead singer that just has fucking pipes that can just sing. And Fourth and Orange, I mean, that's that's the thing that stands out to me, man, is is that that voice, that West Coast style. I love kind of how up tempo and and uh, man, I I don't know why, dude. I don't like the word pop. <laughs> like when you're talking about music and reggae, but it's true, man. It's like, man, if you can sing and you can cross over and have that kind of like R and B sound and you just have a really good voice and smooth rhythms. And, you know, I mean, I guess that's pop music, you know, like, you know, like a band, like the Hold Up, they would, they would be fine if you said that their music crossed over into the pop genre. But really to me, what it is, is just, it's like, it's the, Subdivision of reggae rock music where you're just 
you know, it's more up tempo. You're, you're just more focused on the vocals and the production and the crispness. And that's what Fourth and Orange does, man. But they stay true to that like reggae rock um, energy. And in the LBC, what a time to be in the LBC, man, with One Love going on right now. I'm pretty sure they're performing on the One Love stage doing their damn thing. I don't know, Ev. What, what was your take, man? My take? That was a fun song. Um, and I wish I was at One Love right now. Dude, why are we not at One Love right now? That's a really good question. We should be doing a podcast at One Love right now. Shit. It just happens to be across the country. What an idea. We have to go to Levitate. Because, man, I'm seeing all these clips from people at One Love, and it just looks like a blast. I'll start drinking again for just for Levitate. That sounds like a really good personal choice. You know? <laughs> I think it'll be tight, man. But uh, anyway, so so yeah, shouts out for the Orange. They're on the up and up. If you don't know, man, you better check them out. Um, we're dropping this on the 11th, three days from when you're hopefully listening to this. would be Valentine's Day. If you need a song to get you through Valentine's Day, check out your boy, Denim. And I think I'm pronouncing that right. It's D-E-N-M. And I just was put on to this dude, and he is super fucking talented, and I love his music. Go ahead and play that for the people, Evan. Dude, I just discovered this dude, man. He's young. He's from California. He's an art beat of California. He represents California. Some of his songs have auto tune. This is guy. This he's like the he's the reggae rock post Malone. Wow, I said it first. Okay, denim. You know, I'm I'm always interested to see what the next wave of music is going to be. And I feel like this guy is leading the charge right now, man, out there in California. And he put out a song called California Baby. And I was born in California, so I'm a California baby. All right. And that song spoke to me. You were born in California? I was born in California, I dude. Yeah, man. Redlands represent, baby. Lived there for six years. The best six years of my life. Little six-year-old JB out there. Running around in the LBC smoking joints and getting all kinds of hood rat shit. Well, I'm sorry your life with me in New Hampshire hasn't been good enough, John. Listen, 
I love politics, dude. <laughs> Anyone that knows anything about me knows I love politics. So I'm just so happy to be here in this winter of politics, man. Those those who might not know, me and JB are in New Hampshire. And today, the day we're recording this second half of the podcast is the day before the election. And man, there's it's so hectic right now. There's like streets blocked off and... You know the president's here, and the, all the candidates for both sides are here, and it's it's busy. And that was talking politics on Reggae Three Sixties podcast. Well, denim. If that's how you pronounce the name, if I don't that's know. how you pronounce it, I don't know. know. I I dig that song, man. Like we don't like a lot of time, man. I think love songs to be kind of corny and boring and lame, but I I do love the structure of that song. Just like you said, you hit the nail on the head with the songwriting, man. It sounds great. The production's great. Um, I'm all in on that song, and I did a little bit of a deeper dive into D E N M. How else would you pronounce it? Well, how else could it possibly uh, be pronounced? I don't know, man. Um, I just don't want to assume anything, so let's just assume we're both wrong. Let's <laughs> continue to say denim at a minimum. <laughs> um, anyways, I, I enjoyed this music. I'm glad you put me onto it after somebody else put you onto it, and hopefully, this podcast puts other people we're onto big it. Big on putters. Um, yeah. Evan, I just want to know who broke your heart. You said love songs are boring. Jesus, man, who hurt you, Evan? Man, mostly you. <laughs> uh, all right, listen, this next one is a special one. We love Tropodelic. We're big Tropodelic boys over here. And there's a member of Tropodelic that did something. He came out with a single. That's worth noting. And guess what? It came out fire. Derek McBride from Tropodelic. You know him. You've seen him playing the trumpet, playing the trombone at the Republican National Convention. All right. This guy's hilarious. He's a funny dude. He's a funny follow on Instagram, too. And he put out a song, Road Back Home. Evan, let him listen to it. song man they got my head moving and it was honest dude those are honest lyrics man those were honest lyrics man listening to it it makes me reflect talking about certain struggles and 
maybe losing track of yourself and all that kind of stuff, man. It's a deep ass song, man. I was very impressed too. It sounded like Derek had had this song in his mind and he had to get it out. You know, maybe this is the start of a solo career, man. Maybe this is something. Who knows? All I know is this song was fire, man. This is something I could listen to. That has got me thinking. It's got me feeling a certain way. Evan, how that song gets you feeling? That song got me feeling uh, interested. Like, I don't know. This is a rare rock dude. He's got like banjo in the background. We've got a little country vibe. I'd love to see where that goes a little bit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, tra- I mean, Tropidelic, you know, they definitely cross over into the reggae rock space. They cross into a lot of different spaces. And Derek's a talented, talented brass player. And um, yeah, he's got a little bluegrass in there, man. You got to respect that. It's that, but man, that's still his vibe, and we still respect him, we still support him, we love him, man. So, you know, um, JB, you're a fan of horns in reggae rock music. Yeah, man. Would you say that you're a brass man? I'm a brass man. Yeah, I like I like a nice big brass sound, for sure. I've always been a brass guy, but I like other aspects of music as well you know i like all the aspects man you know they're uh you know all shapes and sizes and they're all full of surprises man you know all 31 flavors like baskin robbins man even if it was shaped like a giant panda whoa dude yeah man i'd give it some good love that's that's how you do a transition jp (laughs) the next touche dude is good love jesus by Giant Panda Gorilla Dub Squad. Squad. Squad, squad. Sorry for that. answer i don't even know what i want to be honest well you should probably figure that out i mean you're a simple guy dude. what do you want you want like a i don't know like a big joint maybe a cheeseburger maybe a glass of non-tap water no no tap's fine i'm a simple guy <laughs> not like you <laughs> I know, dude. I only drink the finest of sparkling water, man. But anyways, listen, we're getting off track, man. Giant Panda Gorilla Dub Squad. I mean, they've been doing it for a long time. Um, we had an interview with Kyle Rising from Sensi Trails, and he referred to Giant Panda Gorilla Dub Squad as a massive influence. 
And, you know, you can see why. Listen to it in the music, man. This is great fucking music, man. And listen to the words. Listen to the words of the music, man. You can't conquer demons all by yourself. All right? When, you know, what do you need when you get what you want? The way I interpret that is, like, when everything goes your way, man, like, you get whatever it is that you're looking for, what do you really need? You need love. You need people in your life giving you love, whether it's your family, your friends, yourself, self-love that's a big thing that we talk about on this podcast all the time man it's self-love you know so it's like you can have everything in the world you can have a 10 billion dollars but if you don't have love man you don't have anything man you can be a miserable son of a bitch now evan man he might be happy man he just spent 10 million dollars you probably do all kinds of wild buck wild shit but at the end of the day man you'll be left with an empty feeling and you know, at the core of uh, reggae music, man, is love. Just preaching love, talking about love, loving people, loving life, loving every second, man. It's all about love. So a song like this, man, puts everything in perspective, man. So, so my final thesis on this song, Evan. Okay, tell me. Is if you're searching for the meaning of life, just listen to this song, man. It's all there, dude. Wow. Yeah. There you have it. And that's... All of the music that we saw that dropped last Friday, man. And, man, we got some good ones this week, man. It's mm. getting better, man. 2020 is heating up, baby. But, you know, we're already in February. So, anyways, Evan, let's uh, let's jump through some reggae rock news. What's the biggest thing happening right now? It's like it's a festival in California, Evan. What's going on right now out there? What's going on right now out there in yeah, the world? In California, man. Okay, that big, the big music festival. Love. That everyone's at love. It's one love happening right now. Yes, dude. That's California. probably the biggest thing, man. I can't imagine the craziness, all the connections, all the stories, all the. We should have been out there, Evan. God damn it. So I can't wait. I mean, we're seeing the recaps now. We're seeing videos. We're seeing, you know, people posting stuff that was content that was created out there. So that's pretty dope. And from all accounts, it was an amazing, amazing event. And we'll be at it next year. Mark my words. All right, some other stuff I noticed is tomorrow, well, today, if you listen to this when this thing came out, P-Funk North is dropping an acoustic album. They've got some cover songs on there. P-Funk North is a tenacious band out of New Jersey that they just put out good-ass music, man, and I'm looking forward to this live album. All right, um, Josh Heinrichs and Skill and Ja are dropping an EP or amazing an album. I'm not sure. But it's on Valentine's Day. It's called Resist. All right. Um, that should be a banger full of gems, right? Duddy B in Rome. They're starting their tour. That's going to kick off. Um, Cashed Out, Pepper, The Elevators. Their tour is kicking off. In fact, Evan and I might be at that show in Boston. Who knows, man? We'll see how things play out. Everyone's touring, man. Catastro's touring. Revolution's doing a big tour. What else, man? Project 432 out of Colorado and Audic Empire. Both Reggae 360 bands are coming out with some new content, some new visuals, some new videos, all that stuff, man. So keep your eyes on Reggae 360 for all of that good stuff. Yes. Shout out to Vana Leah. Okay, she's out there in California. She linked up with a very talented band, and they're doing their thing. I'm seeing some live videos, and I'm really liking what I'm seeing, and I... I got to believe they're making some music too, man. So Vinyl Lee is in the right place, and I can't wait to see what she has for the people. Treehouse, they're dropping a new album. I can't wait for that. Damn. 
Mike Pinto, he's playing a song. He's playing a uh, concert with Tropodelic in Ohio. Joint operation is going to be on that, so that should be fire. I wish I lived in Ohio, man. I thought I never thought I'd say that until today, but there you have it. Anyway, I love Ohio. I used to live in Iowa, so I love the Midwest. Anyways, let's let's give a little positive thought of the week. What do you what do you think about that, Ev? Positive thought of the week. My positive thought of the week is that today is the best day. Um, the day you're living right now is is great. The the fucking past is gone. The future ain't gonna happen yet, um, and you don't even know if it will. So just live in this moment. Today is the absolute best day you will ever have, and that goes for every day you'll ever live. Every day is the best day. Dude, I've never seen you more positive ever in my life, dude. I love it. Really? Yeah, dude. You're beaming with positivity. Quick question, Evan. I, I know Please. you just you said all that, but like in the total span of history, yep. what is well known as the greatest day? Today. Yes, dude, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Dude. Today. Today's Today. the greatest day. I like it. My positive thought of the week is um, you know that I just wish all of you guys the ability to reflect, to self-reflect, to be able to kind of be honest with yourself and hold yourself accountable. There's so many people that I know, including myself at times, that like, you know, they only see the world from their eyes and they always think that it's like not their fault and they're always willing to blame someone else or something else and they're not willing to like take a step back and be honest with themselves, accept responsibility for the circumstance that they're in. Because when you do that, then you can change your circumstances. Then you can grow. Then you can develop. So my positive thought of the week is just really, you know, try to be aware if something happens of getting mad at somebody else or pointing a finger at somebody else when really, if you really, really, really scale it back and you take responsibility for it, you can probably find a way that you could have fixed it or addressed it or changed it. Or if you just don't like the situation you're in, man, you probably, you know, it's it's probably from a series of decisions that you made that you're in that situation. So my point is just never be afraid to keep it 100 with yourself and be honest with yourself. And you'll never lose by doing that. You always, you always win. You always learn. You always keep moving. And that's what this podcast is all about. Moving, baby. We're moving forward, onward, up and at them, soldier. Let's go. Evan, run through that brick wall. No. no. Sorry, that, 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 sorry, that was anti what you said. That just sounds like it hurt. Yeah, dude. Is that the opposite of the point of the quote? Because like, I'm just trying to chill and have a great time. Um, um, well, dude, I, we chilled and had a great time on this podcast. Yeah. So, mission accomplished, soldier. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> ah! Lost my mind. All right. Yeah. Um, let's get out of here, dude. Let's get out of here, dude. All right, people. Much love. Thank you for listening. We love you. Thank you for the support. We're going to be back next week. Bitter, bigger, badder, better. Uh, let us know how we did. Let us know what you want to see. Let us know what you like, what you didn't, man. It's all love, man. Just talk to us. We'll talk back. And on that note, bless up. Peace. We need an outro song, man.